Nate sat next to the fire on a log and held up his coffee cup in both of his big hands. It was about an hour before dawn as he sipped his coffee, and Cotton was frying bacon in a skillet over some hot coals. There was a hard frost on the ground, and while there was little wind, the day would be a cold one to travel. So where are we going to get them supplies we need? Cotton spoke as he turned the bacon with the tip of a big skinning knife. We need some more coffee, backer, and a few more little things before we head up into the mountains. Nick placed his tin cup down by his right foot, gave a sleepy yawn, and replied, <sighs> I thought we'd head over to Butterfields and get what we need. I don't use traders much, because they charge too damn much. But since we only need a few things, the cost won't be too high. Butterfield is all right. Just a bit high on some of his goods. Hell, most of the fellas I know running a trading post ain't worth a horse turd. Every single one of them's out to get rich in a year or two, from what I can see. No, oh, Butterfield has always treated me right. Just stay away from buying guns, powder, or lead, and we'll be okay. Whoa, I think you're queersome at times, Cotton. Hell, I'm not strange in the least. The old trader's been fair to me. But if you want, we can find another place to buy our goods. We could head over to Brown's trading post, if you think he'd be any cheaper in price. Cotton said, and then flipped the bacon over once more with the tip of his knife blade. <laughs> Nate gave a mighty laugh, poured another cup of coffee, and then said, <laughs> No, Brown is higher than Butterfield. Like I said, we only need a few things. So we'll go to Butterfields. Besides, he's along the way. And after we get our supplies, we can head right on up into the high mountains. Late in the day, as they rode side by side, Cotton asked, uh, Did you hear that? Yep. Sounds like gunfire to me. Nate spoke as he stopped and cupped his right hand behind his ear. I still hear it off and on. You reckon there's a fight going on at Butterfields? Uh, could be, Nate said, as he pulled his hawken and checked the load. But who in the world would attack a trader? It don't make any sense to me at all. I mean, even the engines trade with Butterfield. As Nate moved and fired, Cotton reloaded his rifle, quickly targeted a big crow warrior, and shot the man through the head. The remaining brave quickly went to ground leaving the two mountain men searching for him. Finally, seeing a patch of tanned buckskin, Cotton touched off another shot. Missed, and then saw the brave suddenly stand and run right toward him. Pulling his pistol, the mountain man kneeled, aimed at the approaching crow warrior, and waited for him to get closer. When the man was less than ten feet from him, Cotton pulled the trigger, only to have the weapon misfire. Throwing his worthless weapon aside, the skinny mountain man pulled his big razor-sharp knife and ran toward his enemy. The two men struck with such force that Nate actually heard them hit. Locked together, each man holding the other's knife in hand, they rolled down a slight incline, where the crow ended up on top. Damn me, but this fella's a strong sumbitch, Cottontop thought, as he watched the brave's knife descending slowly toward his chest. There came the loud report of a hawken. The brave's head exploded in a red mist of blood, bones, and brain tissue. And then, the man fell to the side.
As Nate pulled his horse around to head back to his shining mountains, John dismounted and waved to the big man as he slowly started to ride from town. Someone from the group asked, Who was that big Jasper that brought Donnelly in dead? John turned, gave a great laugh, and replied, <laughs> You dim-witted fool! That was a real man's man! That was Nate Grisham, a Black Mountain man! <laughs> <laughs>